Today on Rooted Daily, we ask if sin is so great, why should we stop? Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about why we should stop sinning even when we enjoy sin. And sometimes sin makes us feel good, at least for the moment. Well, why would we give that up? In some ways, this is one of the central questions the Bible addresses. In Romans chapter 1, we read that people know right from wrong. God has made it plain to us, but somehow we still decide it is the best decision to sin. Paul writes, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And then in verse 24, therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of the hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. And Paul then lists some of the shameful lusts that people give themselves over to. And I encourage you to read through those today and evaluate your own life. But in verse 32, he continues, Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. That is a powerful statement from Paul to the Romans. He says, I know what is right and wrong. We all do. Now that doesn't mean that I don't have room to learn more about righteousness or that righteousness is somehow determined by whatever I feel but that we are no longer ignorant because we have the word of God that tells us what righteousness is. But more importantly, the word of God shows us that righteousness is through Jesus, who is the word. Now, I know what sin is. I have no excuse to ignore that truth. And the consequence, if I do, is death. But it seems that even when we know all of that, we still lust for sin. Why? Jesus said, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been in the sight of God. Our problem is not that we don't have light. We have it in this, in this book right here but that we love the darkness so much that we don't want to step into the light. The Bible doesn't just tell us to flee from sin and evil. It tells us to hate it. Getting rid of sin isn't enough because the fleeting pleasures of sin, as Hebrews 11.25 calls them, are going to keep plaguing us over and over. Of course, sin feels good. Why would we do it otherwise? We enjoy sin in the moment. It's the aftermath that we don't like. But right now, Sin has a certain charm. That's why we have to start hating evil because we can't constantly love sin and not do it. When we become a new creation, our tastes have to change. We have to change what we love. And this is not optional for God's people. Psalm 97.10 has always said, let those who love the Lord hate evil. And later in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. He doesn't just say stop evil or reject evil. He says, hate it. And this is so important to understand because it makes me accept that I cannot do this on my own. 
my willpower may be enough to stop evil or reject evil for a while. But with my own strength, I won't hate it. How many billions of lives have been lived and only one, the Son of God's, was able to fully abhor evil? Even he confided in the Father and trusted the Father to help him endure. He was tempted in every way like we are, but he, unlike all of his creation, remained sinless. That seems like a pattern to me. On our own, we will not hate evil. It's not in my capacity to do that without help. But through Christ and following his example, we can. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 3 through 5 shows us how this transfer takes place. Paul writes, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and its thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we are dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Christ offers us life, and he offers us a new heart that can recognize the horror of sin. Only he can make us holy. Just before Paul said in Romans 12, 9, hate what is evil, he said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. God renews our mind. Only his grace is sufficient to do that. That's the gift he offers to us, and the gospel tells us how we can accept it. God has not left us to figure this out all on our own. He doesn't uh, leave us hanging there. He gives us clear guidance. We don't have to sit around waiting for some miracle to suddenly happen where we decide we no longer like sin. No, God has given us his word that tells us how we can learn to hate sin. Psalm 119.104 says, I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. The precepts of God are how we learn to hate every wrong path. The Bible shows us how to hate sin. It does this in part because the Bible shows us how dangerous the love of sin really is. You know, sure, sin may feel great for a moment, but sin has a consequence. And the Bible doesn't mince words telling us what it is. It is death. James writes talking about the, the rich who oppress others. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You may love sin now, but just wait, James says. Paul, talking about sins like sexual immorality and other forms of idolatry, says because of these, the wrath of God is coming. And if we had more time, we could look at many others. The word of God is filled with warning signs telling us why we need to allow the Spirit to renew our minds so that we can hate sin. And through these warning signs, the Bible also illuminates the glory of God. We hate sin not just because it leads to death, but because it separates us from the Father. On our own, we are not worthy of coming near Him. And so the Bible shows us how we can change that. Sin may feel great in the moment, but its consequence is death. Sin separates us from the Father. And as long as we love sin, we can never have the abundant life he offers. On our own, we can't truly learn to hate sin. 
But when we accept the gift of God's grace by obeying the gospel, we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Then we can heed Paul's advice. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com. 